everyone. This is Ray of The Fashion Pulpit and welcome to another episode of The Power of Swapping where we explore swap stories with different people and for this series we are actually going out Singapore. Um, the past two series we went to the USA, Canada and for this specific sp- episode we are taking you to Bangkok, Thailand. We will be talking to Jessica Till, who is the founder of Swap Till You Drop Bangkok. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Ray. Thank you so much for taking the time in being a guest of this podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy to be sharing about all about Swap in Bangkok. Yes, we are excited to hear your stories and how you started the movement in Bangkok. And you to start let us know how you end up in Bangkok at the same time. How did you start um, Swap Till You Drop There? Um, okay, I'll, I'll start with how I ended up here, which will lead me to the swap. Um, at the time, I think I visited Thailand about 10 years ago, and um, I just, you know, absolutely loved it. I fell in love with uh, um, the vibe here and... I only visited for 10 days and you will hear many other expats say something similar where they came, they didn't want to leave or they never left. I unfortunately had to leave, (laughs) Um, but I did come back uh, a year later. Um, I went back to New York and uh, I was living in New York at the time and it was just too cold for me. So I went back to my hometown, Los Angeles. And after experiencing time away in Thailand and before that I went to, um, South Korea for the first time that I left the U.S. on a very long airplane ride. Um, I just had this like travel bug in me and this passion to want to see more of the world. Um, So I went to um, this crazy concert called Coachella and I had an amazing time. It was sort of like a big bang goodbye with my friends and uh, I sold a bunch of my stuff. I bought a ticket and I came back to Thailand. And ever since then, I didn't look back. And um, I've been here for eight years now. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. And, um, you know, I've had, I've pretty much had the same conversation in a taxi <laughs> over and over with the taxi driver. How long have you been here? What are you doing? Um, so I'm a professional. You're basically Thai now. Yeah, yeah, I'm basically Thai now. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so um, I was here for about a year. And then I realized that I wasn't able to have any secondhand shopping experience, um, accessible secondhand shopping experience. And luckily I met a um, few girls here and uh, they said, oh, uh, you know, there's a swap event happening. Would you like to join me? So I went and it was a swap. It was a very small swap, very, very informal mm-hmm. in an art studio. And basically everything for swapping was in the middle of the room. And I'll never forget all these girls on their hands and knees crawling around trying to find things <laughs> in, the, in the pile of clothes. And I did find some treasures and that was, uh, I felt very grateful. But, you know, I left that thinking, oh, this is such a great idea. Let's, let's figure out a way to keep going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, <clears throat> so yeah, so we, um, I talked with a few of my friends and we, we thought, you know, this is a, this is a really good opportunity because there are two things that happen in Thailand. As a as an expat, especially a woman, it's quite difficult to find clothes that are 
accurate in your you know form body size mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and you know you know a, a small here is uh, extra small and a medium is a small and so on and so forth so it, that's one thing and the other thing is that it's very easy to shop actually in every train station that you go to in every little you know market area there's clothes and it, and shoes mm-hmm. and accessories and it's so cheap cheap as in affordable right. like very mm-hmm. affordable and cheap as in it's not going to last you that long so um, so I was addicted to shopping um, <laughs> for a long time, and uh, this this goes back into like sort of my 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 past with living with my grandmother, and mm-hmm. we were mall rats, 100%. We were five hours, six hours walking around the mall, and it wasn't until my dad uh, started bringing secondhand stuff home, and he just kept doing this all the time he would find all these treasures and these amazing things and clothes and jewelry and one day he said you know just one man's trash is another man's treasure and ever since then I was like oh that's so true (laughs) so when I was living in in Los Angeles uh my whole life was like secondhand life you know my furniture my clothes everything and yeah so coming to Thailand the the appeal of cheap clothes Mm-hmm. that's where the addiction started right I was like oh okay I don't have to worry about secondhand life because everything is so affordable right. mm-hmm. um, and yeah then I eventually realized like this this stuff doesn't last that long you know shoes were breaking all the time dresses were tearing um, so why even bother paying money into these things if it's gonna you know if it's just gonna you know not not uh, be good quality if it's not gonna last mm-hmm. you um, and so after that swap experience that I went to, um, I think within six months, I hosted my very first swap at my house. Wow. Um, yeah, I had about, I would say, 15 girls. I made food. I had wine. I, it was cool. just all like a social activity. And uh, yeah, and then it started to, you know, kind of build up, build up, build up. So I would say for the first year, I did it in my house. Um, mm-hmm. And then after that, um, I moved to a new apartment, a bigger apartment, and a very good friend of mine who's actually living in Singapore now, um, oh. yes, yeah, she said, she came over to me at the side of the swap and she was like, Jess, I can't find anything. Um, and I said, what do you mean? And she said, well, nothing's organized. They're, they're, everything's just all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. It, you know, I realized, okay, this is getting to a point where uh, there's 30 girls in my house and nobody can find anything. So what's the ne- obvious next step is to let's get organized, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so since then, I started to, you know, uh, or- organize, make signs and, you know, uh, just be a little bit more efficient. And uh, yeah, uh, after that, <laughs> so there's many layers to how this happened. Right. Uh, after that, um a couple more times of having 30 women in my house, I uh, realized that this was just getting, like it was a monster that was growing and I could mm-hmm. no longer host 30 women in my house once a month uh, at that capacity. So I had to find another space. So I collaborated with a uh, fellow creative mind who uh, was running a um, community art space here. And uh, we, that space became the headquarters of the swap for several years. 
um, and we were able to host even more people and it became an official event. Okay. Right. So meaning that there was an entrance fee, there were mm -hmm. drinks, there was networking, there was cleaning and uh, post pre-production, post-production. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It built like it was, it started like a little baby and then it, right. became a, you know, a giant toddler and all that. So, um, and now we're, at a point where we run multiple swaps um, in different uh, areas of Bangkok um, with all right. kinds of, yeah, all, all kinds of scenarios from outdoor markets to restaurants to community spaces to schools. Um, and yeah, the, those are the, those are the sort of typical types of spaces for us. So, so yeah, so that's where we're at right now with, um, with swap. That's the buildup. <laughs> Wow, that's amazing progress of how you've started and up to what you're doing now. I would say, because you've started like eight years ago, you're probably one of the OGs of swap movement. <laughs> I mean, like in Asia, because I've never known anyone. I think that the most that I know is um, Jupia, which is a swap community also in Hong Kong. But I think they've started like, six seven years but well, if actually let uh, i would love to be known as the og of swapping <laughs> but it, it didn't happen until um, like a year after so let's say it's been about seven years now okay yeah. still still one of the <laughs> longest because we only are we've started swapping in singapore like 2015 so ah, yeah okay. it's like five years um not from now um so having that kind of experience so you were saying that it was 15 um ladies and become 30 was this among your friends or you were accepting um anyone who were like you know willing to to be part of that event uh well it started with friends and those 15 those first 15 were I would say 90% uh, friends and then the rest mm -hmm. of the people were invited by a couple of the girls who were attending. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so yeah, so it started off as friends and then the word just started to spread more and more. So, you know, it's, it's, it's absolutely insane. I have people who have been swapping from the very beginning, still swapping to this day. Oh, um, so and I'm, and I'm so grateful. Uh, one of them is Thai and she's like, you know, the swap is the, the number one, uh, you know, way for her to get her clothes. And I'm so grateful that she's been around for that long. Uh, but still to this day, we're still seeing new faces every time we swap. So we went from 15 girls or 15, let's say participants, because sometimes there are um, men included in the swap. as right. well. Mm -hmm. um, we started with 15 participants to now we see about 70, sometimes 80 people every swap. So That's it's amazing. Yeah, it's definitely built up, which is why now we have even more of a demand to do multiple swaps um, throughout the month in different mm -hmm. locations around Bangkok. Um, wow. Yeah, and I will and I will talk about why um, I would like to talk about also why we do the style of swapping that we do in this mm -hmm. you know, concrete jungle city. Yes. Before, before you jump into that, I just have a few more questions of like how you started, because it's so fascinating how hearing your story of how you started and promote um, swapping culture in, in Bangkok and knowing that um, it's an Asian countries, there's a lot of negative mindset or cons um, standard of what second hand is. So, with that, 
you starting with the 15 participants, how did you see it evolve in terms of them being open to doing swap? Because at the end of the day, swap, it's still secondhand. How did you, uh, were you encountering such challenges and how did you overcome it? And if, if it's still like is a challenge, how are you addressing it? Okay. Uh, yes, uh, I will tell you right now that the first swap and the first many, many first swaps, uh, the first few swaps um, were mainly expats. And the reason being is because um, secondhand culture is a lot more accepted in other uh, outside of Asia. Um, you, I'm sure you've you've come to understand this too. Uh, secondhand in in some parts of Asia is actually not acceptable. Um, right. It's the question of why would you want to wear somebody else's giveaways, leftovers, donations? You know, donations are for the poor or something like mm -hmm. that. Um, so that was definitely something that we encountered a lot. And now that that concept has not been so much of an issue anymore. Um, the way that we were able to overcome it was by encouraging our swappers um, to always bring clean and still wearable clothing. Um, because obviously the image that you get in your mind is people show up with a bunch of bags and you don't know what you're going to get, right? It's like, oh, surprise. <laughs> Unfortunately, we've had to, um, you know, remind people of this um, because sometimes, you know, some, some items that are not wearable still get lost in the, in their bags and their donations. And, you know, we understand, but, uh, we want people to be aware of, uh, what they're, what they're doing and how they're treating their clothing and, and all that. We, the whole idea of swapping is to allow somebody else to love and wear the things that you no longer want to love and wear in your life. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so therefore they should still be in good condition. Um, so we had to promote that idea a lot in order for the acceptance to come um, with with that. And in those in these last six years, seven years, we've been seeing the increase of the Asian community um, attending the swap. So much so to the point that there are other um, communities organizing swaps. Uh, one of them is a fashion revolution. So mm -hmm. the Thailand ambassadors, they've also been running swaps and it's, I would probably say it's much more Thai than what, than swap till you drop swaps, uh, which right. is great because even though we've been promoting the idea that secondhand is acceptable, there was, there's always still going to be that little bit of, um, you know, um, hesitation, all right, from mm -hmm. the Asian community. But, you know, as an expat, I understand that I'm, I'm here in, you know, in, in, in Thailand, this is not my country. So I'm very mm -hmm. glad that there are communities, Thai communities that are organizing swaps because they have the reach to their own people to help them understand this concept. Because at the end of the day, what we are doing as swappers and swap facilitators is for the whole world. It's not just, you know, city by city and you know, house by house. It's really for the whole world. We, right. we should be doing this more because of the situation, environmental yeah. situation. So yeah. I'm glad that you've mentioned about the environmental situation because hearing your story, um, your main motivation to start it was to get clothes. But obviously it also is directed to the environment has it always been that angle of 
more fashion angle of why you're doing this swap instead of like the environmental because I think I mean like speaking for myself like the main reason why we're doing what we're doing now it was the main catalyst was really to provide a solution to what's happening in the world now Mm -hmm. but is it the same thing with you or is it gonna be always like Thai people would be more attracted if you position this in a way that is in fashion of like how you can be fashionable and like change every now and then without really thinking of the cost um i mean okay so if 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 people are thinking uh in a fashion fashion mindset and not having to worry so much about the cost no matter if they're not conscious of it or not just making those decisions does make an impact right Right. But talking about angles, um, on on a personal note, when I started doing swap, it was it was because I was not happy with the quality of the clothing I was getting, and uh, I did I felt like I was struggling to you know keep my wardrobe the way that I liked it. Um, so yes, it was coming from a fashion sense, but uh, as a avid secondhand shopper throughout most of my life. I was aware that secondhand breathing new life into, you know, already pre-loved items, not, not only clothing, but, you know, anything like appliances, furniture, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that by doing that, I was not contributing to a bigger issue. Was it always the main focus at the beginning? Not so, so much, but it's, mm-hmm. you know, because of the community that we're involved in here, because of the, pe- the types of people that come, um, a lot of a lot more eyes have been opened, and you know we l- we've learned a lot along the way too. Um, I mean, if you wanna if you wanna ask me what what is the biggest issue <laughs> with mm-hmm. with swap overall um, yes. is the leftovers, the donations, the amount of things over time of seeing how much was be- was left over. I started to learn. Oh my goodness, like people are shopping way more than they need to be. We own mm-hmm. so much clothes, it's totally unnecessary. Um, so that so the journey kind of shifted where it was like, yes, yes, we were conscious of it, but it wasn't really something that we were promoting. It was more of like, you know, um, uh, optimize your wardrobe. And then I would say within a couple of years of doing it that way, we were like, oh, okay, for sure, for sure there is a whole other aspect to this that we need to cover. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, when I got here eight years ago, I feel that the sustainability movement was not very strong. Right. I mean, it's just been in the last couple of years that, you know, um, there, there are no plastic bags and 7-Eleven and people are making better choices. Uh, so we, as Thailand's shift, uh, as Thailand shifted, into a more sustainability-friendly, eco-friendly mindset, so did we. We adjusted with the, the flow of Thailand. So now, you know, there are refill shops, there are secondhand shops, there are eco shops, there's eco businesses. I mean, everything is all about being eco-friendly. Um, and yeah, so we're, we are in that bubble here for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Softly a Drop is, all, is now all about accessible uh, uh, but we focus on an accessibility to sustainable lifestyle choices so um you know yeah it's it's uh it's still fashion and it's Mm -hmm. still networking and it's still social but 
by attending SWAP, it gives you an opportunity to practice sustainability in a way that doesn't feel inaccessible because the same way that we look at vegetarians and healthy food, right? Vegetarianism and healthy food. We've been made to believe that that stuff is expensive. Therefore, mm -hmm. it's difficult to have in our lives. And it's actually not. And it's the same thing with being sustainable. You don't realize yeah. that actually it can be way more affordable to be to make sustainable choices. Um, even if that bottle that you're getting is cheap, somewhere down the line, it costs more <laughs> than to just, you know, carry your own cup with you. Uh, you know, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, uh, we, we, we need to really focus on like educating people about this issue. And swap is just one way that we do that here for sure. Right. Cool. And do you find that um, everyone like on the get go understand the economics of swapping because like you pay an entrance fee in your case and for our case, they pay subscription and then they bring in their clothes. And what you've mentioned a while ago, like, I mean, a lot of Singaporeans as well, or people who are living in Singapore back then post pandemic, um, they go there to shop because again, it's very affordable and having that kind of accessibility and convenience to clothes. How are you actually dealing with this kind of, you know, affordability versus you telling them like, hey, you need to pay an entrance fee for you to be able to get these clothes and you need to give us your clothes. How, how is it? How do you reconcile that idea? Okay, so I've had um, many thoughts and many conversations about this. And I, I don't know if you, uh, maybe you don't know yet. I'm about to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you that our entrance fee is so affordable. And it also includes the drink and or the, or the snack. Our right. entrance fee is 400 baht, which is approximately about 12 13 dollars oh, wow okay yeah and the way that we swap so i think this will help this will give a full understanding the way that we swap is no limit swapping mm. i have i have tried the other styles of swapping the points and um the exchanges like you bring 10 take 10 etc uh in this society that we live in here everybody is either like hustling they're working a lot they're freelancing they're super busy so having to think too much about this choice is does just doesn't work. It just doesn't really work here. Um, so what we are able to do for people is to give them um, a facilitated a night uh, once a month where they come and they bring anything that they want and they take anything that they want. And the leftovers are managed accordingly. So we donate them to uh, organizations that we know personally um it's very acceptable so the way that i reconcile it is and i say to people how much it does a shirt or a dress cost at h&m mm -hmm. it's about the same if not more so for the same price of one item of clothing you can come you can bring anything that you don't want as long as it's in good condition and you can take anything that you want and with the number of people that come, I'll tell you right now, there's always plenty to go around. Right. And the point that is proven by doing it this way is that we have too much stuff. <laughs> that is the bottom line. And 
my team and I, we t talk about this all the time and, you know, how we, we're still, after seven years, still shocked at how much stuff is always left over afterwards. Doesn't matter if it's 15 people or 70 people, there's always too much left over. So we talk about that, you know, we share that in social media. We say, hey, after this swap, there were 140 kgs of clothing left over, you know? So let's try, let's try and do better next time. So I'm a firm believer in, you know, leaving, leaving something better than you found it. So that's, right. that goes for the swap too. Let's try to lessen each time how much is left over afterwards. So wow. my, yeah, my, my, my reconciliation is that um, it's affordable and it's accessible. Um, and yes, we have to charge because, you know, we work very hard to make this come to life. And mm -hmm. um, there are other things involved, you know, that go, go yeah, with it. In, sure. order, in order to make the impact, we have to have social media. And in order to have yeah. social media, we need somebody to manage that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, there are sure. costs. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, that everyone needs to understand um, yeah. that there are costs. Um, aside us being passionate of doing that, we also need more hands to um navigate all this organizing and really pushing this movement forward and you mentioning accessibility so a while ago you were all you mentioned that you organized a couple of swaps in different cities so with you the accessibility the question of accessibility how do you make it more accessible even if you are an event based even if I'm an event, what? Sorry. Event based, like you. Do you have like a permanent shop now, or like? Oh it, no, no, no. We, yeah, everything we do is all event based. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so we we do, we go around to different parts of uh, the of, of Bangkok and uh, different kinds of venues and all that. I mean, we tend to, sometimes we do. Sometimes we do swaps in places that last for a long time, and then you know we move on to somewhere else and all that. So. Um, can you re please repeat your question? Yeah, so I think that's that's one way for you to make a swapping accessible in Bangkok mm -hmm. by organizing different um, locations. Like in, 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 in a month, how, how many times do you organize swaps? And um, okay. is it simultaneously or is it one after another? Okay. So, um, so at the moment we have been doing one swap a month, um, this year, obviously through pandemic challenges, um, I call, I keep going back to like this, you know, beautiful document that I made for 2020 swap 2020 plans. Right. <laughs> um, it was like, you know, uh, you know, that song by Sierra level up. Level up, <laughs> level yeah. up. Like every time I see that plan, that's what I kept thinking of, and that was the plan in order to um, really break through and have this this um, this framework of running multiple swaps. Okay, so that's where that's where the the kind of idea started. It was for the beginning of this year. Um, so at the moment, we ran uh, we've recently run a few swaps in very different parts of the city. So mm -hmm. currently it's at, it's at one time a month. In, next month, we will be doing two in one month. Um, so right now, what it really came down to was we, we also kind of like curate the swaps based on the people's, the, the swap community's needs, right? 
Um, sometimes people will message us and say, Hey, when's the next swap? And we're like, Oh, all right, it's time. Let's get ready. <laughs> they <laughs> you know? miss us. Yeah. But, and then, uh, I really try to do my best to listen to the community. Um, they will, sometimes people will say, you know, I really want to come, but it's very far away from me this time. Okay. Mm. I listened to that. So now we have, uh, four, uh, four upcoming locations that are evenly spread throughout central Bangkok. Um, so that's, so that's in the works right now for having, um, you know, multiple locations. Um, the demand for having this is definitely there and we are preparing ourselves, the team, the supplies and everything to handle the next phase, which is multiple swaps a month. Um, yeah, we, and if, if I can tell you the specific experience I did, um, last year, yeah, last year. I did three swaps in a week for, wow. um, yeah, with the, in collaboration with, um, with the, uh, global fashion exchange. Global exchange, fashion yeah. exchange. Yeah. Um, so, you know, to commemorate the Rana Plaza victims and, and whatnot. So we did three swaps in a week. We did open air market swap. We did all women swap and we did a panel discussion swap. Um, and that was, yeah, it was amazing. And I'll tell you right now, it's very tough. It <laughs> it's is. very tough to run that many swaps. So the idea now is um, multiple swaps in a month, three to four swaps once a week. And with my, with my swap team, we will sort of share the responsibility of coordinating, yeah. you know, because for us to run, for, for me to be at four swaps a month is, you know, it's, 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 it's just crazy. It's totally mental because it's yeah, just a like, very busy process, yeah. you know? Yeah, like you sharing of how you've organized like multiple swaps in, in one week, I cannot <laughs> comprehend because like before when we're doing event-based swaps, we can only do once a month and mm -hmm. we have like an army of volunteers and team to like make that happen and you doing three times in a week that's mental i i oh my god i don't know if i can even stand on the second yeah. <laughs> swap event but good good yeah. job on, on doing that and you mentioning that you have always been um, listening to feedbacks and um, suggestions from your community what are some of like, I would say the top three reasons you think why they're doing this? Like you obviously have some participants who have been there since day one up until now they are swapping. What are the values that you can see why they are still swapping? Um, okay, so I'm not going to tell them in a prioritized yeah. order. I'll just tell you as they flow. Um, First, one, one of the values is um, because of the concept of swapping, because of what it means, we've mm -hmm. attracted a lot of people who are already in the sustainable environmental community here. So their values are making an impact and being mm -hmm. careful and making, right, making um, suitable choices to not make things worse right, on this planet. So that's one value is the respecting the environment. The other value I think that people um, bring to the swap uh, with them um, is it's affordable. It's a, it's if it's affordable, right? And it's real, right? Um, right? We're not just swapping low quality clothing. 
Um, there are people who bring very expensive items and they're happy to give it away. And me seeing that, the things that they give away, sometimes, you know, you walk around the swap and then you're like, how could somebody give this away? <laughs> right? Like we, we talk about that all the time. We look at this like, why would somebody want to get rid of this? Or why would they give this away? It's really good quality. It's adorable. But that just goes to show right there what they have what a trust. Clothes, yeah. And what clothes mean to people and what they don't mean to people. You know, I've mm. heard both sides. I've heard People say, oh, I have a lot of expensive clothes, but I'm not going to bring that stuff to the swap. Whereas I have people who donate really high-end stuff. And, I, and I'm grateful for both because, you know, the swap community, they're looking for a little bit of everything, right? And that's the beauty of the, that's, I think that's like the third value, actually, is that people, people who come to the swap, they are, they're looking for a one-stop shop, right? Mm -hmm. Like the swap gets the job done they get pajamas they get cocktail dresses they get costumes around halloween time uh they get accessories you know sometimes they find stuff for their partner or their children um and they get uh you know to meet a bunch of people too so in that sense also uh the networking and the community vibe that people have um have experienced is something you know, really special. Like uh, the value there is the community value. <laughs> for sure. The third value is community. For community. Sure. Oh, I love it. And what has been mo the most memorable or fun experience that you had? Um, overall, this is a, um, a recurring um, experience is seeing things that I saw in the swap four or five years ago come back. That is, wow. yeah, that is by far the most special thing. Second to that is uh, meeting up with somebody <laughs> and then you're like, oh, that was my top or that was my friend's dress. I remember seeing that. And the, you know, that's the beauty of it, right? Like people, there's a, there's a connection. There's a connection that mm -hmm. happens when people come to the swap and there's still a connection later on when somebody, you know, is wearing something and you recognize it or, or at the swap, somebody will be like, oh, does this look good on me? And they'll be like, oh, that was mine. It looks really great on you. And, you know, the, the feedback and, you know, it's not like you, you donate and that's great. It's great to donate. Right. But when you actually see somebody else taking your items and the, the happiness that they get, you know, uh, that was one of the things for me about swapping in the past uh, it's like Christmas. Like the swap is like Christmas. People are so happy. They're so excited with their new stuff. I mean, I remember the feeling the first couple of years and I would come home and I'd be like, oh my God, like I got the, look what I, I would do like fashion show for my boyfriend. I'm like, look what I got. <laughs> you know? so, yeah. So I think, um, yeah, it's such a, it's just a, such a beautiful experience, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, while you're sharing that answer, I was like all smile in here because I can totally relate of how you feel when you, you know, even if you're not like in, in that moment or like receiving that compliment that or seeing your items being swapped, but hearing that kind of comments of like, oh my God, you look good in that or that's actually my dress. I am happy that you are gonna be the next owner of that it it's just makes everything satisfying and fulfilling of all the hardships especially in organizing physical swaps because it's it's not a joke um there's just a lot of logistics and yeah. and manpower that needs to um that involves for it to happen 
Yeah, for and, sure. Yeah. So you've also mentioned a while ago, like off the cam, that you did some also organizing outside Bangkok of um, swaps. How did it go? Uh, so um, I lived in Nepal for a little while and um, I wanted to so badly to run swap there. And I was in the, I was in, I was getting ready, everything was happening. And then fashion revolution, Nepal happened. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to go to this and then I'm going to see what's up. And I, and I want to collaborate. Right? I want to see what's right, up right. there. But I had to leave Nepal suddenly. So anyway, no, no problem. As we say in Thailand, my like means don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so then uh, my very, very good friend, she lives in Myanmar and Yangon. And um, I said to her, uh, are you ready to have swap at your house <laughs> before I get there? So we organized swap to you drop Yangon. And um, it was a large apartment. We had maybe like 20 people come through. It wasn't like this massive, you know, event or anything. It was very, you know, friends of friends kind of deal. Um, mm -hmm. And <clears throat> there were some um, Myanmar people who attended. Um, and their feedback was, I never would have thought about this concept before. I never would have thought about doing this. Um, you know, in, in, in Myanmar, the culture there of secondhand is also a little bit, you know, twisted as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and I find it quite funny overall because like secondhand culture, when it comes to furniture, car parts, cars, uh, <laughs> you know, all that is accepted, but clothing yep something completely different right because you wear it on your body but you know we have washing machines for a reason exactly exactly <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so <clears throat> yeah Myanmar was an interesting experience um and then this year as I mentioned you know pandemic year um my plan my, my plan was to bring it to to Laos I have many friends there and like a really strong community there and, um I think they were ready for that too uh, but it hasn't happened yet. It will. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, For yeah. sure, it will, it will. Yeah. And I, you know, I thought about like many years ago when Swap to the Drop was like in the beginning stages. And I thought like, oh, maybe there's some sort of, you know, Southeast Asia swap union, right? Like, there should like, be, there, there should, should be. be. I know, I know. <laughs> we I, should I, make I, it happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kept thinking like, where, who else is swapping? What, you know, what else is happening? And even though you, at the beginning, you said like OG of swapping in, in Bangkok, and that might be true on like a large, large sense. The reality is, is that there were women swapping here before, but it was mm -hmm. like apartments and friends. Right. That's how I started. Mm -hmm. But I just felt that, you know, if we really wanted to create something that was going to make a difference and be, and it, doesn't matter what difference if it was like in for some people it's environmental for some people it's fashion for some people it's affordability um we had to keep going so that's why it's become like an event-based um uh experience um and you know you mentioned you you, you guys have like your swap shop there right mm -hmm. and i i I thought, what would it look like in Thailand? You know, I really have been thinking about this. What would swap shop look like in Thailand? But I know that there are other things that the space must do in order to sustain itself. Right. Because swapping doesn't actually sustain, right? So you have right. to you have to think outside of the the swap box. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Wow. Knowing that you have all the experience and the years of doing this swap, um, I'm down with my last questions of you being exposed in different 
cultures and different, I would say, challenges. What do you think is the power of swapping to you? Um, okay, let me take a minute to think about that. Yeah. I would say the power of swapping is, <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of like this uh, sense of control, okay? You take control over a certain aspect of being a human. <laughs> Shopping, we know that overall, like generally, it's not, it's, it has a bad name, right? Like shopping has a bad uh, label to it. Yeah. Uh, so when you, when you swap, you are actively taking control back from outside influence, outside sources, outside powers, if you will. Um, and it's giving you, it's letting, it, it, swapping allows you to feel that you are, um, you know, taking, taking control of a situation that many people don't understand how to do. And I think that is like, I don't want to say too much more about the power of swapping because for me, really, it is about that, is that this is our way of showing that we can still make a difference, right? Mm -hmm. That we can still take action uh, because, you know, the thinking is like, many people are like, well, why should I do this little thing? It doesn't make a difference. If we all do that little thing, it will make a difference, right? Exactly. And, and swapping and fashion and women, I mean, we, as, as women, like I'll say this, because our events are very women-focused women, women focused at the moment, um, I, I, I believe that there is such huge power in, our, in numbers and in, in influence, right? Um, and I try my hardest to influence more men in Thailand to swap. We've opened up swap to men and, and um, you know, the numbers are still not there for us. We would love to see more men swapping. But I know that women bring men's clothing and they take some back for their partners, boyfriends, brothers, friends, uncles, whatever. And mm -hmm. that, that alone right there is something, right? Like they're, they're taking action. They're supporting that, that movement as well even if they're not there but they're still a part of it so so yeah amazing wow I I had learned so much from this conversation thank you so much Jessica for that sharing and hopefully not only me but anyone who is listening for this episode um, got a thing or two from Jessica's experience and how she push forward the swapping movement in Bangkok, Thailand at the same time, really making it fun and, and not just in a sustainable way, but you know, the, the purest intention of us dressing up is to empower ourselves. And with swapping, it's not only ourselves that is being empowered, but also the planet because we're not harming or we're not causing more waste or pressuring the big companies to produce more. Um, yeah, so thank you so much for this. And I'm really hoping when the borders are open to visit you someday and be yeah, part same. of Swap Till You Drop. Same thing. I went, I went to Singapore, I think, uh, last December with the invitation to come back. So uh, as soon as I'm able to, I will be there for sure. You I know, I know that we will meet in person. I can guarantee. For sure. 
<laughs> for sure. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, thanks again, Jessica, for the time. And thanks for everyone who tuned in. And we will see you on our next episode. Thank you. So lovely to chat. Thank you so Thank you for joining us. We hope the power of swapping has empowered you to take a step farther towards a more sustainable lifestyle. And if you enjoyed the podcast, make sure to subscribe, share it with your friends, and even give us a topic that you would want us to cover next. Thanks for listening. Stay fashionably sustainable. Mm -hmm.